Blog Talk Radio. Texas 75216. 
Once again, I want to thank each and everyone who are tuning in. And thank you, thank you, thank you for your continued prayers and support. I want to apologize for the late start. Also, I want to apologize. As you can tell, I'm a little under the weather, but I am an overcomer. And I want to thank each and every one who are tuning in. Thank you all for y'all patience, y'all love and support. Thank you all for y'all prayers. Those that uh, saw me the past couple of days kind of been under the weather. Um, This definitely caught me off guard. I know I've been around some sick people, but I was not going to allow that to stop this podcast for today. This is the last Sunday of 2019. And I wanted to make sure that I was attended. I wanted to make sure that I was here so I could be able to really just not only look forward to 2020, but thanking God for even for today, for us being towards the end of 2019. So as we look forward, uh, headed towards the end of another year, when you think about 2019, there were things that we might have experienced, things that had went on, blessings that we've received, or things that we had experienced in this year. No matter what happened, God was always there to help us through them. So on today's show, we want to reflect upon 2019 even share some testimonies and some lessons that God gave us through this year and in this year. In the episode called What 2019 Taught Me. What 2019 Taught Me. I can honestly say that this has been one of the interesting years I've ever had. I've had some great highs, but also I've had some very, very, very low points. I want to start off by first saying a word of prayer. Dear Heavenly Father, we come to you right now, God. Thank you, Lord, for your awesomeness. God, we ask, Lord, to allow me to decrease as you increase, God. God, give me the strength. Give me the confidence, God. Be able to speak what you says, God. And God, help me, God, even what my vocal cords may not be able to project physically, but God, in the spirit, God, you reach out right now in the name of Jesus. And we bind every distractive spirit, every hindering spirit. And we thank you, Lord, for everything you've done, everything you're going to do. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. Um, once again, I thank each and every one who are tuning in. I apologize, like I said, for the late start. And also, um, I was setting up on my on my website and also on the Facebook page, I end up making a correction, but um, this is a work in progress. But like I said, 2019, I'm not going to go into chronological order pertaining to what transpired. 
but when I when I look at it, <clears throat> when I look at uh, 2019, all I can say it was only God to, that allowed us to get here this far. And when I think about it, there were some times that I saw the mighty move of God. There are some times that I saw things that was set up to hurt me, even kill me. I saw God come in and intervene. But also, I did see some some low points. I received a lot of phone calls from uh, people that lost loved ones, people uh, that I didn't know, people that I've worked with, people I went to school with lost loved ones. And also, even in our own family, uh, there was a chain, a huge chain that was broken. The huge chain that was broken. Um, this year, I was looking at some of the people when actually when the begin the year when the beginning of the year came. Uh, there were some uh, old friendships that I got reacquainted with. There were some uh, people that I got a chance to meet in the beginning of the year that. Uh, things began to get in motion on what God was doing in my life and the other people's life that I was interacting with. I got a chance to uh, get some relaxation and also got a chance to really just not just get some relaxation, just I'm going to say like this, take a chill pill. That was very enjoyable. And those that know me, it don't take much to please me. I could sit down in a, a dark room, pen and paper, a guitar, even drumsticks. I'm cool. But um, I got a chance to really just have a, well, some people say, a woosah moment. Got a chance to have that. That was cool, you know. But along with that, the first quarter, of the year, January, February, January and February, um, each year means something. The uh, January the 31st, my little brother, we always, I always call him little brother. He liked to say the last brother, but uh, that's uh, his birthday. We got a chance as a, a family, just uh, enjoy each other in March. I always take my vacation during March, um, I call it a staycation. But then also the beginning of, excuse me, that was February, and then the beginning of March. March the 3rd on a Sunday, I got a phone call and found out that my sister, my only sister, was killed right here, Sheila Prater. Found out that um, she was killed in her home, and that it took a lot out of me. It, it took a lot out. Uh, you know, sometimes you don't know what a person going on on the inside of them. On the outside, they may be smiling. On the outside, they may be uh, doing good for what we think, but then on the inside, they may be crumbling. On the inside, they may be broken. And so uh, for me to be able to lose my, 
actually more than my sister. She was a close, she was a dear friend of mine. She was one of the one of the uh three people in my life uh, that I actually got a chance to really just take the heart and value that friendship. And so even though I've heard the title sister, um, but she was more than a sister. And so for us to be able to for us to be able to lose her, for me to lose her in my life, that was a devastating blow. That was a loss. That was a loss that only God can heal, only God can cure. But I don't want to dwell upon things that may be sad or things that may be tragic because even in the midst of that, what the devil meant to destroy me, what the devil meant to hurt me or affect me for the rest of my life, one of the things I begin to see, I begin to see the power of God move even in that situation. Now, was it God's will for her to go? No, it was not. That was the devil. But even in the midst of that, I saw the power of God be able to bring some good things, even in a tragic situation. God allowed me to be able to uh, meet her favorite preacher. His name is Pastor Robert Beecham. Robert Beecham. Pastor Robert Beecham. Got a chance to meet him, even in that tragic situation. And I found out during her service that that young man that was a favorite preacher whom I've never met before that situation, come to find out, not only have I heard of him throughout the years from my sister, but come to find out, I went to school with his son and been knowing his son and communicating with his son for over 20 years, I was like, wow, small world. And so even though I lost a sister, I was able to gain a family, great family. But also, I wanted to share this with you in detail. One of the things that I found out in that situation Ashley, I I was on the podcast actually two hours before I ended up getting that phone call, an hour before I ended up getting that phone call. And I began to pray that message of the title that we were speaking on the podcast was about strongholds, uh, letting go of strongholds. And so, like I always do at the end of my podcast, I always say a prayer. And as I was praying, I'll never forget that night as I was praying for you all, us, I heard the voice of God say, the God of comfort. I am the God of comfort. And so I took that to heart, but I was looking at as me praying for those who may have been in bondage, for those who may have had strongholds that they're trying to break away from. I began to pray, but I began to hear that in this, that resonated in my spirit. And then I got the phone call an hour later. And 
when I went through that situation, when I was in my grieving moment, I was reminded of God saying that he is the God of comfort. Not only he was, but he is, and he will continue to be the God of comfort. And so with that, I wanted to sum up that experience. That experience, it taught me that God is true to his word. It taught me, it showed me that many times people will see me preach, see me uh, minister, Facebook, in person or whatever. But it showed me that everything that I told people about God, I was able to have him do those things that I was telling what people would, what God would do to people. He was able to do it in my life. In other words, got the chance to really see the character of the nature of God in those situations that I was dealing with. And that that situation, medicine was not going to be able to cure him. Aspirin was not going to remove the hate, the, the, the heartache or the headache that I experienced. You know, uh, Kleenex tissue did not have enough tissue made to wipe away the physical tears or the emotional tears that I've had. And so I saw God was able to come in and comfort me just like he said even before I found out everything happened. And so I saw God one-on-one prove himself once again. And especially in such a horrific time. You know, many times people think because you're a preacher, you're exempt from problems. And sometimes they feel like because you're a preacher, bishop, or whatever title, because you're supposed to be a Christian or because you are a leader, they feel that you don't experience hurt. Let me tell you something. We are human. And human does not mean that, oh, you're in sin. Listen, not only us as human beings, we grieve, but also animals, they grieve. So because we have experienced a hurt or a loss, that does not mean that we don't hurt. You know, when we think about Lazarus, even in the Bible, when Lazarus died, Jesus had compassion on Martha and Mary. Jesus understood that they were hurt. They were grieving because they lost their brother. But also what we have to understand, just like how God knows, listen, God knows that we experience hurt, and God wants us to be able to let our voice be heard how we feel. God wants us to even be able to grieve. You know, we always hear, when it comes down to Scripture, you know, we've been made during but a night, but joy will come in the morning. And sometimes when we look at even the experiences of, you know, losing a loved one, people think that you will get over it overnight. And even though I'm I'm a new griever, so to speak, I'm in, I'm in the position that I'm very much new in, even though it's been a couple of months. It hasn't been a year yet. But even in the midst of that, I'm realizing even 
after the services of my sister, even after, you know, the phone calls, even after the visits, I realized that that same God that I heard about, that I preached about, I have to allow him to help me in those situations, in my lonely moments, in my moments that I, I'm, I'm hurt, in the moments that I'm feeling alone. And so I realized that God, God can be that help, that void that's in my heart, that void that's in my life. God can help me live the rest of my life. And he promised that he will help us even in the things that we don't understand. God wants us to go to him. God wants us to just sit down and be real, be transparent with him. Let him know that we're hurt. Let him know how we feel. And it's not a sin that doesn't mean that you're weak, that doesn't mean that you're less than a Christian, to tell God how badly you hurt. To tell God. I found out that God want to know. I found out that God want to know everything pertaining to Y-O-U. I found that, making it personal, I found that God wanted to know everything about little old me. God was concerned. And so for me to be able to see God on a different plateau, uh, see God in a different character, excuse me, like I said, my first time losing a loved one, my first time losing such a close friend. Now, I lost a, a relative. I lost a cousin back in 2000, excuse me, back in 1990. I lost, I lost my cousin. I lost my best friend. And there was only God that helped me. But see, even though I lost my friend, even though I lost my cousin, but I have many other cousins. Now, it may, there may not have been a relative that had his that had his spot in my heart, but I still had a unit, and that unit were my siblings, my friends, and like I said, my one and only sister. So even with that even with realizing that void, that hurt, realizing that God was true to his word to help us in those times of need, in those times of tears, in those times of questioning, in those times of just feeling alone. And I'm going to be real with you. That point in my life, I've never in my life have experienced that moment that I end up having to get that phone call and later on going out to the store for the first time in my life, I felt alone. The first time in my life, I felt a void. But when I look back at it, even though that was a journey I've never experienced, it was God that helped me. And also, we often hear like I said, the, the names of God in the Bible, we, you know, the Jehovah Jireh, the Jehovah Nisi, all these names of God, they mean God's character. And I found out that in the midst of my void, in the midst of my being alone, 
I found that God allowed a character that I may not have been aware of or may not have been very much uh, knowledgeable about. God introduced himself in that situation and helped me, and he's sustaining me right now, even as we speak. So for me to be able to see the power of God, the strength of God, that ministered to me, and it gave me the courage to not only deal with or accept what's going on, but also to be able to even reach out to other people that were going through the same thing that my sister experienced, domestic violence, and a toxic relationship. And so with that, God told me something that night, and he reminded me of it a couple months later, that the mission that my sister, excuse me, the mission that I was working on was the mission that my sister and I had talked about months earlier. God opened up a door for me to be able to join many domestic violence uh, organizations. I actually joined a few of them before my sister passed. And last year, sometime last year, my sister and I was talking and we were going to do something together about domestic violence. But unfortunately, she's not with me today. But God allowed me to be able to go on and allow him to help me with the strength, with the courage to minister, to witness to other people about the dangers of domestic violence and toxic relationships. I like to combine both of them because a lot of times people people just look at the domestic violence, the, the physical or the verbal uh, abuse, but it starts somewhere. And it starts first with a toxic relationship. That's one of the things that God began to really deal with me on about toxic relationships. And so with that being said, I got a chance to meet a group of people. One of them was a young lady through my niece, Tiara. A group, excuse me, a young lady by the name of Crystal Lusk. Crystal Lusk, uh, she has a group called There's No Love in a Lick. There's No Love in a Lick. That is a great uh, domestic violence movement awareness that really reach out to the community to help others to be aware of domestic violence. Um, matter of fact, we were together, I think about two weeks ago, two or three weeks ago, and we went to uh, clothe and uh, pass out um, snacks to uh, the people in downtown Dallas, some of the uh, homeless, some of the homeless shelters. And, you know, I'm very, very honored to be a part of it, to sound the alarm to let people be aware of the dangers of domestic violence and toxic relationships. You know, it's more than, it's more than just seeing it. It's more than just um, uh, 
giving lip service. We have to put some feet with our words. We have to put some, how to say, we have to put some feet with our faith and get into action. So I got a chance to meet a couple of people uh, through the group, um, met some fine people, even uh, her fiancé, Mr. Derek. Mr. Derek, um, with that organization, it has also allowed me to do things uh, independently. Um, Got a chance to speak at some schools, uh, speak, oh, wow, um, I have to definitely uh, say hello to Miss Monica Davis slash Crawford. Monica Crawford allowed me to come to a school and speak to, I believe it was some 11th and 12th graders, and I really enjoyed it. I really, really enjoyed myself. Um, also, I forget, Mr. Jamal. Mr. Jamal, Jamal Jackson, I think but his last name is Jackson. Jamal Jackson, I got a chance to speak at uh, Mountain View College. Um, blessing, blessing to be able to really just uh, meet some people and really just be educated on a lot of things that people are going through. So that was one of the biggest things about this and also just in case I didn't mention uh, a couple of weeks ago, but I am writing my book. Uh, it's in uh, in memory of my sister, Sheila. Um, there it is. Uh, sorry about that. There it is. Okay. There it is. There you go. There you go. Got it off. <laughs> okay. There. Um, in memory of my sister, Sheila Prater. Um, I'm praying that it's out in a couple more months. I got some new scenes I got to tie up, but I'll be working on it so we can go to so we can go and um, really just um, give tribute. Uh, let her legacy, let her legacy be known to the world. So, with that, but also. This year, this year, I really, really, really got a chance to learn more about myself. I found out something through an experience uh, I'll share with y'all. An experience I had five years ago, I lost my domain name, uh, brotherprater.com. And this year, I was telling God I want to get a chance to get it again. Excuse me. And so I was working on it. And so what God told me, making the long story short, I was able to get it back. Excuse me. I was able to get it back. And one of the things that God told me that allowed me to get it back, two things. The second thing was I trusted God. I got a chance to trust God. I put God to the test in that situation, and he proved himself once again. But the number one reason was I repented. I found out this is the time that we have to start being better stewards. We have to be better stewards with the things that God has given us. I jacked up that situation. I lost my domain name 
for those that don't know, a domain name is uh, if you're knowledgeable about computers, what you type in in the address bar, www.blahblahblahblah.com or blahblahblahblah.org.net, whatever. Whatever you type in to go on a website or go to a page, that is that is called a domain name. <clears throat> so I had brotherprater.com, but when it was time for me to renew it, I said, well, I won't pay it now. I'll just go ahead and just wait until I build my website. And then once I build my website, I'll go ahead and pay it. But it was several months that had passed until I paid it. And so after I built my website, I decided to go ahead and pay it. And so what happened? I realized somebody else bought it underneath me. Even though it was my name, somebody else bought it. It was a third-party company. And so what they do, they'll buy it real cheap, and they'll try to resell it real high. It only cost $18 for me to renew it, but I didn't renew it. And so when it expired and the third-party company bought it, they tried to resell it back to me for $8,000. $8,000. Now, that might have been ashtray money for some people, but I didn't have $8,000 to be paying for something that I could have renewed for $18. So, like I said, throughout the years, I I prayed, I told God I want to get it back. And I said, I remember this, this happened in 2014 and 2015. I remember that I said I would never do it again. I would never procrastinate. I would never put off things. I would go ahead and pay it. I would go ahead and be more responsible. I said I was going to be more responsible. But it hit me. It might have been last year or this year. It hit me. Did I repent? And so I repented to God, and I said, God, I apologize. I will never do that again. And here we are, December the 29th, 2019. Even though the beginning of the year, it started tragic. But now towards the end of the year, God has allowed me to be able to get what my heart desired, and that's my domain name back. And so in the process of me getting that, what I what I was feeling, I was saying, man, 2019, it, it, it started horrible. It started bad. But it looked like it's turning around. And so I'm not going to be before you because I want to I want to make sure that um, for those who may want to call in. Uh, feel free to share what your heart is out. If not, then I'm gonna go on because I don't want to. I don't want to have my voice go out on the air. But I said all that to say this: in the midst of everything that transpired of 2019, the key thing I want us to remember 
in whatever you have experienced and whatever blessing you have received, whatever transpired in 2019, the highs, the lows, the good, the uncomfortable, what did you get out of it? Whatever we do, we should always do it with our whole heart. First of all, not only doing it unto God, but do it with our whole heart. Do it, do it as if it's your last day. Do it as if nobody's around. Whatever you do, you don't have to have an audience. You don't have to have an audience for you to be able to perform or do something. See, these moments, they they reveal our character. They reveal who we are. One of the things pertaining to the uh, word character, the phrase that they always say, character is who you are when nobody's around. And so for us to be able to allow God to help us, to carry us from the beginning of January 2019 on towards the end of December 2019. God has really shown himself strong, not just for me, but for you too. If you really think about if you really think about how God has blessed you, how God has revealed things, I found out man, I found out a lot of times God speaks to us, God reveals things to us, God give us God give us things. God give us our heart desire, but a lot of times we don't recognize it because it's the opposite of what we wanted. See, we want peace. And sometimes we think peace going to come in peaceful moments. But I found out peace will come in the midst of pure de hell, in the midst of war, in the midst of confusion. Why do I say that? Because a lot of times, even with conflict, peace will come in the middle of conflict. The key thing is, when situations come, how are we going to respond? Now, our response should be for us to do things the way God wants us to do. But most importantly, how it's going to come out is are we going to surrender it to God or are we going to deal with it ourselves? Think about it. What do we do when things go haywire? Are we going to try to fix it ourselves? Get this. What about those people that leave your life? We want to peace God. Give me peace God. Help me to have healthy relationships. God, help me to have healthy friendships. And then the ones that you think are healthy are the main ones that leave you. Or the one that you depend upon, the one you call your friend, you end up getting stabbed in the back. And, of course, it is hurtful. But we have to remember, we pray for God to send us around people that's going to love us, people that's going to help us to be the people that God called for us to be, help us in our business, in our vocation, uh, spiritually, socially, all these things. We have these prayers. And then when things change in our life, we think, oh, it's the devil that's acting a fool. It's the devil. No, it may not be the devil. 
It may be that God has revealed that person's true character, that person's true nature. What we have to do, we have to be able to receive it. We have to be able to accept it, but also thank God for it. When people leave your life, hey, thank God for that. When people start talking about you, when people start lying upon you, realize that God has revealed that person's character. See, it was just an opportunity. It would just, see God allowed the opportunity to come for that person's true character to be exposed. But what do we do? Even though God has showed us, God has revealed to us. He revealed to us who a person is, how a person is. But get this. A lot of times when God reveals it, what do we do? We ignore it. We avoid it. Or when people are trying to leave our life, we're trying to get them back into our life. And what happens? They create more problems in our life versus if we had allowed them to go ahead and leave. Now, a lot of times people just think, oh, we talking about a relationship, a boyfriend, a girlfriend. No, 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 no. We also talk about any type of relationship, any type of relationship, it can be a relationship pertaining to friends, pertaining to family, pertaining to church members or whoever, co-workers. God will reveal, but we have to ask God to help us to not respond outside of his will. Don't respond outside of God's character, outside of God's nature. We still pray for them. We still love them. And get this, we even respect them. See, a lot of times the devil will try to set up the opportunity for us to be able to try to lash out. And that person, they are already, listen, they are already not at peace. But the devil trying to make us lose the best of the peace that we're asking God for. So, we have to accept, and that's one of the things even pertaining to when you evaluate 2019. There might be some people who may have left you, who may have, you know what, I don't want to deal with you no more. Don't look at that as the end of all things. You know, sometimes when a person reveals that character, they actually let you know that where you going is different than where they're at. A lot of times, God wants us to take personal inventory of who we are and the people that surround us. That doesn't mean that we're better than anybody. See, why I say that? Because a lot of times, God will send people in our life to help us, to encourage us, to minister to us. God will send people in our life. And whatever God sends people, there is a peace. But then also, not only will the devil bring some people, but sometimes we elect people in our life that God did not assign for us to elect. So what happened? God reveals their character. But we have to remember, in the midst of all of that, God still love us enough to help us even in the midst of our own mistakes. 
God loves us even in the midst of our bad choices, our unhealthy choices. God loves us enough to help us to deal with the consequences of our choices. That's one of the things I also found out about. God will help us. God want to help us if we repent, if we acknowledge to him. You know what, God? What I made crooked, you make it straight. I don't know what I'm doing, but you know what I'm doing. And so, God, I acknowledge, I jacked it up. Can you please, please, please come to my help, come to my aid? Listen, Peter walked the water. We hear that story. Peter walked the water. Yeah, that's fine and dandy. But it was not God's will for Peter to walk on that water. Jesus told Peter, go on in the boat and go to the other side. But when Peter saw Jesus walking on the water, Peter said, hey, bid me to come. And based upon Peter's words, Jesus just recited what Peter said. And what happened? Eventually, he ended up almost drowning and wanted and needed Jesus' help. So sometimes we may get out of the boat in our lives and get up on the water. If we go ahead and just tell Jesus, hey, save me, I need some help. He's willing to help us. But so, so often we need help, but we refuse to cry out. And so with this 2019, I'm very excited, not only for what's ahead for 2020, but I'm also excited for how 2019 going to end. One of the things I do not believe in a New Year's resolution. People say that every year, and, you know, and this, this is me about to get on my soapbox. I tell people, just obey God. Look, listen. Look what God said about every situation in your life and depend upon him. So many people say this is your this year is my year. 2020. 2020 perfect vision. That's a perfect plan in my life. That's fine and dandy, but we've been saying that for basically all of our lives ever since we got saved. You know, 2019, oh, that's gonna be my year. 2018, that's gonna be my year. How about allow this moment? This day with the day that you surrender everything to God and say, you know what? I'm not going to depend upon a year for me to receive the blessing. No, no, no. I'm going to do it right now and receive everything that you have for me for this year, for next year, and the years to come. That's the mindset that we should have. 2020, hey, that sounds like a good number. But there's going to be some people that's going to experience experience some loss, grief, hurt, heartbreak, heartache. We don't know who who they are. It might be them. It might be us. It may be you. It may be me. But we don't know what tomorrow may hold. But we know who holds tomorrow. And so for 2019, no matter if you got a chance to do the things that you wanted to do or you needed to do, don't beat yourself up. Allow this day be the day 
you ask God to help you to be the young lady, to be the man that God wants you to be. This is the year, this is the day that you, like never before, should run, run, run. Run the race that God has for you. This is the day that God wants you to accept him as Lord and Savior over your life and in your life. I know a lot of times people look at, well, you know, as long as I'm saved, that's it. If I can just make it to heaven.